0: you oh. Maybe even shrouded the nine. Too late. Thompson for three. Ah! Rebounded by the Clippers. Win ah! right by Curry. Ah! And open from shot. Shouted. And an knock and oh, oh, down oh. first lead for the Clippers since it was 12-11. Ah! The rookie.
1: Landry Shannon out of Wichita
0: State, a first-round pick of the Sixers. They traded him to the Clippers and hitting this
2: clutch shot off the fake against... And that was the Clippers coming back from down 31 points in Oracle. 3-1, 31. They lost the 3-1 lead to the Cavs I'm in the 16 the Finals. Jokes. It's a 3... 28, they
3: keep, 28 plus 3, the Falcons blew a 28-3 to three lead against the <laughs> Patriots in the Super Bowl.
1: It's all a conspiracy. It, okay, it yes,
2: but they keep giving us reasons to bring back the 3-1 jokes, Malik. The Warriors do it to themselves. Welcome into the show. Views from the sideline, April 16th, 2019. I'm your host, Chris Pappas. Alongside me, Joey Tysik and
1: Malik Hill. Ben Wallace didn't make the Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm, I'm upset right now. First of all,
3: I can't even look at I'm Chris angry. today. Malik, we got yeah. a problem.
1: What is, what's what's the problem? What's wrong? What, what is happened? the Look at this kid's t-shirt. Listen, as a as a fan of the Major League movies, I support the Cleveland <laughs> Indians sometimes. <laughs> Not all the time.
2: What? But
1: sometimes. Okay, okay, all right. I'm in the, all right. in the wrong place. I am in the wrong place. If it was a Cavs jersey, if it was a... It, it, it says
3: Cleveland across his yeah. chest. You know how many times this kid dogs Cleveland? Well, I could go back and like it, it would take a, almost too much time to make that could, kind of montage.
1: You could make a whole show. Yeah, about when how many probably. When Cleveland. you bring up that point, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's sketchy. We have
3: <laughs> we have what? I think we're on like sixty some episodes now. Sixty three, and each one is an hour. And I'm sure Chris mentions Cleveland how he hates them at least once in each yeah. of those episodes. Um, that's that's a lot of time. That's over sixty hours. So of
1: Cleveland. Sometimes talk. you lose bets. And that's here's the thing. All right. Let me explain happen. myself.
2: Yeah, I lost the bet. I got to own up to losing a bet. And I got to rock the Cleveland Indians shirt today.
1: Kiki, well, what was the bet.
2: So yes. last week, was it, was it week, at least a good bet? Or did you just so set last yourself week, up for failure? <laughs> last week, during the first series between the Tigers and the Indians,
1: Tigers are hot. So you set yourself up for so failure. So Tigers are
2: hot. <laughs> They're 7-3 heading into it. Indians, I think, were 7-3, too, heading into it. On a five game win streak. Go ahead. You got something you want to add?
1: But you you, you should have known that was going to end very quickly. <laughs> I was
2: riding the I was riding riding the hot streak, the winning streak, the Detroit Buzz. They lose game one, eight to two, not feeling good. Then they come back, they win game two of the series. It's tied one one. Then the Indians blew it open, and I lost my bet. So I'm wearing a Cleveland Indians shirt today.
1: I can't wait till we get to football season and the Jets win two games in a row. Oh and boy! He starts going nuts. <laughs> Yikes. I will. Them in those ugly 90s jerseys. But we won't get to that until football season. Yeah,
2: come on. let's. <laughs> I'm having a rough day already. but I am rocking a Cleveland Indian shirt on the show. All right. Can we move past it now? I let's guess.
3: <laughs> so Is Warriors, that going to be the whole show? Warriors Clippers. No, because I can't hold my hand up that, well, that long. <laughs> Otherwise, you would. Yeah, it'd be too tiring.
2: All right. So, yeah, it was a big weekend in sports. Regardless, NBA playoffs started. The Masters... A lot of NBA moves off the court. Zion declaring for the draft. No one saw that coming.
1: Wow. Biggest surprise of the weekend.
2: Just a lot of things. What do you guys want to talk about first? Let's talk about
3: the moves that ha- happened leading up before the NBA playoffs, I think. We just start with that. Stuff. Oh, we did
2: miss a bit. So, a big bit of news that happened after we went off the air last week. Magic Johnson stepped down as the president of basketball operations of the L.A. Lakers in what was probably the biggest shocker of the NBA season. And there was a lot of things that happened in this NBA season that we did not see coming. He called a press conference, didn't inform Jeannie beforehand. Nobody knew about his moves beforehand. And I believe in the interview he says he wanted to do, he wanted to Get the news out there first before he talked to Jeannie because he thought Jeannie would talk him back into the job. Where do the Lakers go from here after this absolute bombshell that's the best way to put it it was a bombshell
1: first of all i want to I want to address the the just the the power that Magic Johnson has because he he literally has the card if if he does any work with the Lakers and he wants to get out of it he literally he just has the card of I'm magic I can Genie is doing stuff that I, I really don't know about. I'm not that close to Rob Palenka. I'm magic. I don't have to deal with this. I'm out.
3: <laughs> I mean, he literally said that he didn't want to do it because he didn't feel like
2: magic. <laughs> he didn't it, feel it, himself. He couldn't be himself.
1: Pull the magic card, and it, it will work at all times. Wait, wait.
2: So can I use that at work? Just pull the magic card? Be like, guys, I'm not feeling myself. Yeah, you. you I don't, don't know if you have that notoriety you don't have
1: the. You don't have the championships. You, you don't have that L.A. smile. Wow. Have shots Cle- fired. He has, a, he has a Cleveland. smile wow. right now. <laughs> he does. He has that Indian smile. And that's yeah. that's I hope it's just a one day thing. But <laughs> this this is this is a move. This shows the just the disarray that the Lakers have been in this entire year. And it shows that. Honestly, I don't think they've had a well thought out plan this entire time. They've been jumping back and forth between quick ideas of okay Anthony Davis that's going to work that that's going to work okay it didn't work uh okay we're we're going to retool the team in the offseason right uh we're we're going to get some guys over the summer for LeBron it maybe maybe we'll we'll get zion in the draft magic johnson goes out to see zion play in the tournament maybe we'll get lucky and get zion maybe next year it, maybe exactly. next year maybe next year and if not that <laughs> maybe the year after that LeBron's going to be here it's it's all just it's it's LeBron is the plan right now and that's, that's a problem if you if you're the lakers organization with all this mystique and you're the more, you're, you might be the most legendary franchise in basketball you you have to have a plan and you can't have so many different pieces and so many different people trying to come up with one thing but in a different way and saying different things to the media is, is, it was all just a mess who would and have oh sorry Mike. i'm i'm not surprised that it came down to something like this if I was magic I'd pull the magic card too I probably would
2: is that going to be a phrase now <laughs> he just pulled the magic card yeah. <laughs> uh who would have thought that Luke Walton would have outlasted Magic Johnson at the halfway through the season we knew all right Listen, Luke Walton's gone after this year Luke Walton actually lasted longer than Magic Johnson
3: although it does it kind of makes sense though because like magic was like accepting of Luke Walton and he like as soon as Magic's out there, Luke Walton literally has no defense whatsoever. Like Magic was okay with having Luke Walton as the coach. I felt like as soon as Magic Actually, was gone. It was
2: no no it was Genie that wanted Magic wanted him out. Genie wanted him there. Okay. Uh that's why it was so interesting to me because one of the first moves which was publicized a lot by various media outlets, Magic wanted Luke out Only reason he didn't do it sooner was because it was too late in the season. Genie wanted him there. Genie, Luke was Genie's guy. So once Magic left, it was just
1: ironic that Luke was the one that lasted longer. Well,
3: I mean, Genie doesn't answer to Magic. She answers to LeBron, so.
1: Genie answers to Genie. That's true. That's true. She, that's, that's about it.
2: You bring up LeBron.
3: Oh yeah, that puts him right in the driver's seat now.
2: Who does LeBron hire as GM and coach?
1: GM, I'm not really sure.
2: Is I mean, his guy David Griffin already got hired,
1: right? I think I think we all know who the coach is going to be. Who? As, if it's not Tyron Lue, then what's the point of any of this? Well, I think they are the point.
2: Well, they also have talked to Monty Williams, and I think Monty Williams is actually a very interesting candidate. He get an interview. Well, he's an he's been an assistant coach for Team USA since LeBron has been in the league,
1: and Magic liked him a lot, but Magic is gone now.
2: LeBron definitely has a relationship with Monty Williams. And I think he probably has a better relationship with Monty opposed to Tyron. I know they won a championship in Cleveland. They spent so much time together. But LeBron has known Monty since he was a young kid.
1: But Monty hasn't dealt with LeBron and everything that goes into him running. But that it. doesn't
2: matter with him getting the job, though. I think, I think,
1: I, think that, I think. that's crucial. Tyron knows how to deal with LeBron. You mean LeBron knows for, how to deal with Tyron? Full uh, Tyron. 82 game. They know how to deal with each other. No, LeBron knows for Tyron sit in the, the seat. And I'll playoffs. do what I want. Hey, Ty- Tyronn Lue won a championship too. LeBron won that championship. I was gonna say I'm, Kyrie Irving won that championship for LeBron. I am if, okay. If you go deeper Kyrie, no, no, into no. It. Kyrie
2: doesn't hit. Kyrie doesn't hit the shot if LeBron doesn't hit the block. It goes it, deeper.
1: If the Cavs aren't the Cavs aren't in that also. position,
2: unless, if LeBron doesn't go to Cleveland,
1: we can go as deep as we exactly. want to go with this. So it all comes down to LeBron LeBron is not the coach; he's the superstar. Either Tyronn way, was the coach.
3: And Ty Lue did nothing.
1: Thank you. I'm not going to go no, into this. Deep did nothing. Fan. No, let's get no, this, no. I'm not going into this nothing. deep exaggeration of fan, of NBA fandom. Of LeBron is the king of everything, and his coaches never matter. I'm not going to go into that. Tyron Lue had a role in them winning a championship. He put the rotations together. LeBron wasn't doing the X's and O's.
2: No one's telling LeBron course, to sit down. Of course, no one. Tyron. <laughs> LeBron goes out when LeBron wants to go out. Tyron Lue's not saying LeBron go sit down. In a crucial situation, they LeBron's going to listen,
1: of course, because LeBron has an Let's, amazing basketball mind. They make decisions together. It's not Ty Lu, shut up. I'm Ty Lue's uh, just is a my face.
3: Huddle. He's just a face on the bench.
1: LeBron, I don't believe it.
2: Okay, let me take you back to that's, what. That, okay. That's way too simple, right. you know it, Joey. All right, how about I will? You know it. It's somewhere in the middle. From where we're coming, where, where we're coming from, it's, it's somewhere in the middle. In the middle. Yeah. Because I know for a fact, if Tyron Lue said, "LeBron, we're going to keep you out of this possession at the cru- at the end of the game," That's not going to happen. What happened when David Griffin tried to do happened, that? Because he's smart. What <laughs> happened when David Griffin tried to do that with LeBron just inbounding the ball? That was his. He had to place it up, and he wanted LeBron to inbound the ball. LeBron said, "No, I'm catching the ball," and just averted from any decision David Griffin made. And because LeBron
1: makes the decision, a smart NBA coach. knows. Because LeBron
2: makes the decision,
1: a good NBA coach knows that LeBron will make the good decision on the court. So why would you say no, LeBron? Shut up and sit down. Any good coach would say, "LeBron, you are smart enough to make that decision, so I'll go with it."
2: All I'm saying is, no LeBron coach isn't going to be like. Lebron no, shut doesn't. Up, LeBron. Lebron's not going to listen to a coach, a coach's decision if it's going against him
1: being in a prime situation to win a game. And I've, why, why would Tyron Lou just blatantly make decisions that go against what Lebron wants?
2: That's what I'm saying. They, they, they worked
1: together and won a championship. And so Tyron Lue
3: has to do nothing.
1: By working together
3: because he knows that LeBron <laughs> is gonna do what he wants. And he oh, trusts him.
1: Look. That doesn't mean he does nothing. I don't he, see I he sets up it's the lineups, he does the X's uh, and O's. LeBron on that court knows what to do, even with the X's and O's. It's meshing together. Somewhere in the middle. Exactly.
3: He puts a simple motion offense into his team and he's coach of the year.
2: <laughs> did he, I don't think he's ever won coach of the year actually he I don't coach think so year. either no, I think it was Wayne Casey
1: um, now, Monty Williams does have a chance obviously because he's, he has the pedigree he I'll say Ty Luce the a
2: favorite but... Monty Williams is a dark horse as of right now um, so Luke Walton did outlast Magic but then they mutually agreed to part ways about a day later
3: another shocker
2: crazy situation but then, 24 hours later, he was already the head coach of the Sacramento Kings. Vlady Divac, Hall of Famer now, you know. Is it I, all going to his head? He listen. fired Dave Yeager after the best King season in
1: 13 years. First of all, Vladdy Divac got in in the four-time defensive player of the year. That is, the Detroit Piston, Ben Wallace, didn't get in. Which, yeah. the Hall of Fame standards are getting pretty low well, these days. The, can, we, can we agree on that? The
3: one? argument that they made... Which I heard a lot of ESPN people talk about was that uh you have to look beyond Vlades um career as an NBA player and look at more of his international touch, similar to Yao Ming. So
1: are we going every good in, every all star international player made I, a bigger I, impact than a I'm totally with American, you. I'm totally yeah, with you. I
3: I mean yeah. Yes, we're a little bit biased with Ben Wallace. It's not like he's um, Yao Four-time defensive yeah, player you, of the year. If you just look at the numbers, huge. it should have been five stolen by Ron Artest, and Thank I'll you. argue that to my grave. I agree with you. Um, one of the greatest defensive players of all time. Um, they gave
2: it to Ron Artest because they were bored of giving it to ben Wallace, yeah. ben Wallace every year.
3: Yeah. Um, undrafted. Great talent. Body Divak, I mean, he played for some good teams.
1: <laughs> but that, that's aside from what the actual story is. Vladdy Divak is just – this Kings organization, I I can't put into words. You 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 have your best season since 2007.
3: You thought they were going in the right direction. They And they <laughs> still – technically, they still are. Exactly. This is, but it was weird.
2: The Kings can't go a full calendar year without doing a Kings move. We thought for a second, oh, wow, the Kings are actually being – they're being smart. Exactly. They're playing their young guys. De'Aaron Fox, he's progressing. They have a solid coach. They have the groundswork for a potential playoff team in a year. Buddy Heald is finally coming out of his shell. They actually won that trade too. We yeah. all, let's be let's be all honest with ourselves. We scrutinized that deal and said how bad it was because they got we thought they got so much of a lesser talent. Buddy Heald was the only name in that deal. They they won that trade. I don't Hands even down.
3: remember all the details of that trade. To be honest,
2: um, it was like Buddy Hield to pick another young player. Hmm. Um, I guess. We'll find out if this was the right move. Yes, we're, we can criticize it now because, I mean, that's what you do in media. You criticize the moves as, as they happen, even though you don't know the result of it yet.
3: The most troubling thing for me is that <clears throat> I almost feel bad for Dave Yeager because he finally put together a good season with his team. Uh, most wins they've had in forever. And I don't know if there's going to be a whole lot of open vacancies around the league at the moment. Does
2: this remind you of the Mike Malone situation? The Mike Malone in Sacramento, how he had a solid season, didn't agree with ownership, he got fired, and now he is a potential coach of the year candidate yeah, with Denver.
1: To me, it does. He was he was the first coach that started getting through the Boogie Cousins, and it was showing because he was playing the best basketball of his career, and they just they just scrapped it. Yeah. Again, it just keeps it keeps happening over and over again. Because this 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 team, as long as they keep this team together, I assume they'll still be all right. Luke Walton is a young coach, and I'm sure he'll be good one day. But why? That's that's just a why. Why right. do you why do you it, make do this? It's why a very lateral
3: game? move at best.
1: I agree with that. I mean we I
2: mean we could all be eating our words here next April, but as of now, that's what it looks like. A move that he did not have to make. Uh, We talked about David Griffin got hired as the president of the New Orleans Pelicans. I think that's a great move. I think he's the perfect guy to handle this whole Anthony Davis situation. And I think with Griffin in the helm, he's going to want to take care of that as quick as possible. I think Davis will be moved by the draft. Um, And I think he's the best guy for the job. I think that's the best move the Pelicans will make this offseason, is getting David Griffin in there. Um, The other big story, the Marcus Cousins came back in record time from his Achilles tear. Tore his quad last night going for a loose ball. Likely out for eight to nine months. He hit the same injury Tony Parker had where he was out eight months. Tough. He was out 15 months with the torn Achilles. Now he's going to be out eight to nine with the torn quad. Tough news, guys. What do you think?
3: So he should basically be ready um, by December of next year, January maybe. So it's almost the same timetable. Similarly, at least. Um Man, you feel bad for the guy. It's it's gonna be almost similar. Uh, luckily, he's younger than Isaiah Thomas, but it's it's starting to look very similar. Like he keeps getting hurt at the worst times. Like he's gonna miss another contract. He's not gonna get another, like he's not gonna get a big deal here again. He's gonna have to take a smaller deal. Now maybe he'll get a little. He'll definitely get a bigger than this minimum that he just got from the Warriors because he proved that when he came back he was fine. And this injury will be. Tough, but it's nowhere near what he just went through. Yeah. So he's at least proven that point, but there's no way he's getting his money that he originally wanted. So you almost feel bad for the guy.
2: He had money on the table from New Orleans. Right. Declined it. Just a bad business move. And you can't you can't predict these injuries. Two dra- huge injuries. He was not an injury-prone player before this. Two huge
1: injuries. Uh, anything you want to add to this, Malik? It was it was his first time getting in the playoffs, so it yeah it's it's a really heartbreaking injury to see him go down like that. And while that injury sucks, it really 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 sucks. I think this might be better for the Warriors. Without why is that? Playing, I feel like they've been struggling to get him into the flow of that team, and it hasn't made them better for it. Now they can just focus on being the team they were before DeMarcus Cousins, which was a championship team. Maybe Kevin Durant focuses more and gets more into the flow of the game now since he can get more touches. Steph Curry is gonna Steph Curry. He does his thing. Clay can get more shots. And they can just they can just go into the regular flow of who they are from now on. There's there's no point where they have to stop the flow of the game get Boogie going, and maybe be stagnant in their offense. They they don't have to go slow anymore. They can go full tilt at all times. Once again, bad injury, but I think they could be a better team without him.
2: This year, I agree. I mean, if he was able to stay, I mean, if he didn't get injured, he, they probably wouldn't have the money
1: to keep him, but. Plus Post- Bogut is a better, honestly, a better fit. He shows right now, currently, before, yeah, I agree. I he's agree. a better starting center for that team and what they do for the role they ask
2: of him. Yeah, uh, they do. They will miss him stretching the floor, but that's really the only thing. Bogut's a better right now, a better rebounder, better defender, better shot blocker, better facilitator.
3: And it hurts their depth a little bit. I feel like their depth, that's true. I feel like they're not as deep this year. Like a lot of guys have stepped up in the past. I mean, they still got time. Obviously, it's early in the playoffs, but. It doesn't seem like they've had as many of their role players involved in games this season, and I feel like that's their biggest downfall, and at least Boogie gave them a little bit extra depth.
1: Actually, I think the guys off of their bench have honestly been somewhat of a surprise. Like, I think his name is Alfonso McKinney, is that his name? Yeah, he's a guard, though. Yeah, he's been shooting really good off the bench. Quinn Cook has his minutes. Sean Livingston still gives you his minutes, and
2: I think o- Olden Guadal Ingu- old is
1: still playing good basketball, so... Honestly, I I think they'll be all right.
2: Well, they're going to the be all right. Going. They have KD yeah. and Steph, and two Clegg. MVPs along with two All-NBA players. Yeah, and the point,
1: the point you brought up of Bogut being a better facilitator, he knows that system in and out. Oh yeah. And when he was there, he yeah, he was a really good facilitator and
2: yeah, definitely. All right, let's transition to we're, we're going to make our NBA playoff preview. We will break down the games that happened this past weekend. We didn't want to do our playoff preview before the playoff started because we didn't know all the matchups. There was a lot of tiebreaker breaking scenarios going on. There was a lot of seating issues we did not know about. So for that reason, we felt it would be better to wait the weekend, wait the first game one, game two, and then do our full prediction. So we'll get into that first. Let's break down what happened this weekend. Magic in four every series. Malik is rocking the magic for the NBA championship. Um, Well, let's start out west. We'll go out west and then we'll move east. I want to start with the game that happened last night that everybody's been talking about. We led the show with today. The Warriors and the Clippers. First game of the series. The Warriors won handily 121-104. to Not much to break down there. Steph had a great game. KD played very well. But game two, the Clippers were dead in the water down 31 with 7 minutes and 35 seconds left in the third quarter. And they come back to win in regulation. The biggest comeback in NBA playoff history. Joe, what did you see? Supposedly, they had
3: a .01% chance of yep. winning that game.
2: According to ESPN. Which,
3: however they get those stats is interesting. But anyway, it's crazy. Um, man, I don't even know. I feel like, you know, it's one of those times where the Warriors just fell asleep. They tried to coast. And the way that the Clippers play, you have to be careful because they're gritty. They do not give up.
2: And the Clippers have been known for their comebacks this season. They've right. had multiple 20 plus comebacks. We saw it against the Pistons this year. They were down 25 plus and they still came back in one.
3: Yeah. And it, it it comes down to them just <clears throat> being a ragtag group. Like Patrick Beverly's been all over the place. Greedy defender. Montrez Harrell, he's been all over the place himself. Um, Landry Shamet coming out of nowhere. Shamet. Shamet. Sorry. Shamet. Yeah, I don't know what I'm thinking.
2: He will now be known as Shimet on this show.
3: My man Danilo has come up big. At he looks times. like
2: he looks like he should retire. I don't know how that dude. Still he's stays still young. Though. I know, but he just the way he moves, he reminds me of Dirk.
3: Well, he's he's also been injured like just, every year. He
2: looks like a faster moving Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, that's not very fast.
3: Um, so people forget about Gallinari. Like, he is still one of the better scorers in the league.
2: Best free throw shooter in the. Or I think he's the best free throw shooter in the NBA.
3: Maybe. Um, But they just got so many guys. And then, of course, you know, the Lakers made their dumb trade and gave them Zubak, too. So
2: apparently, according to the show, Zubak is going to lead the Clippers to an NBA championship.
3: And they have uh, Jamichael Green. I think that was an underrated uh, asset that they got there. I think he's a great talent. So they have just a lot of different weapons. And then, of course, Lou Williams, the best bench player in the league, um, can give you. 30 at he is a bench player
2: night. by default he wants to come off the bench that's why he comes off the bench right Lou is, he plays
3: starter win- minutes
2: he's he plays star minutes Lou Williams is their star uh he had what was it like 32 and 11 last night something like that something crazy it'd be nice if the Pistons had a guard that could put on that display to go along with their uh big man game but what's the ceiling of this team for the Clippers I think their ceiling is two wins in the series, and that's the most we can really realistically expect from them.
3: I don't know if they can get another one. I, I feel like this is the time where the Warriors are like, all right, we, we got to be careful with this team, and they just put them away. Like, Clay's going to have one of those games. That, that's my feeling. Well,
2: least. the problem is they have one of three guys that can get hot at any moment.
3: Right. We saw Steph Curry was amazing in the first game. Um, and then they have Kevin Durant, which... People are trying to say that Patrick Beverly's in his head, but I don't really. I think it's it. so think funny just... to watch. It's
2: so funny to watch Patrick Beverly at six foot one guard Kevin Durant at seven feet
3: six, nine. 7 feet. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. ESPN will put up Kevin Durant, and they're like, "Oh, he's six foot nine. No, he's not. Stop it. He's but taller yeah. than
2: he's as tall as Dirk. Right.
3: I, I just don't think that the Warriors are going to let that happen again. I mean, they were up thirty one, so already they were in the driver's seat. Yes, they. They blew it, but it goes to show you like they're still that much better and they just kind of fell asleep and I don't know. It was crazy, but it was a cool, fun thing to watch.
1: Malik, what did you see? I think we should have seen some kind of Warriors letdown coming. This is one of crazy proportions, but I thought – I think so, one was coming. Just from what we've seen in this season and in the the, the game one, Kevin Durant just – getting ejected just because like he he's played with a reckless abandon he's just turning the ball over he just gets ejected just because his head is not in this season completely because he's because he's a top five offensive talent ever he's gonna get 30 if he wants but in terms of mentally being there they're still in regular season mode
3: is what it feels like
1: he his he had nine turnovers last night and Took less shots than Draymond Green. I mean, it's it's insane to watch. Then you have the Demarcus Cousins injury, which kind of which took air out of the arena. Kevin Durant fouls out. P- Patrick Beverly is in his head because KD is an off the dribble scorer. Patrick Beverly is so in him that he has to keep the ball above his head to try to get shots off. He could never get comfortable just fouling people, turning the ball over. Steph Curry is trying his hardest, but. When the Lakers have that kind of – I mean, the Clippers have that kind of momentum, it's hard to just keep on the superstar level at all times. And then, yeah, Clay hasn't gotten on off to the start that he wishes he could have started off with. But, yeah, there are certain players on this team that are on and off right now. Kevin Durant – I still think Kevin Durant and Draymond don't really like each other, but they just deal with each other to win and – Kevin Durant has to get his head into the game for them to win another championship. Because at this at this point, it just seems like he doesn't he doesn't care. He's willing to just get kicked out of a game. He doesn't. His mind's already set on New York. That's what it's. Or he's just
3: waiting for the finals.
1: His mind is set on New York. You can't turn the ball over nine times and just get kicked out willy nilly because you're looking at the finals. It's it's more than just you that. You can get out of your that's, that's No, I, I agree. I
3: think it's more than that. But I'm just saying, I think that could be a
1: factor. That, should, that... that shows even more that mentally he's just somewhere else right now. Yeah. Which is it's a problem. It's a big problem.
2: We do have breaking news into the studio, guys. <laughs> breaking news out of the National Football League to Marius Thomas. Oh. Retiring to the Patriots. Oh. Signing with the Patriots, Torres Achilles in December. He'll be back for next season. Uh, it's, I think it's an underrated move. I think if he gets back healthy, it's another weapon for Tom Brady. And Patriots are always always relevant when it comes to the playoff race. So.
1: Ever since Randy left, they've been trying to get a replacement. Chad Ochocinco didn't work. They still win championships. Josh Gordon can't stay off the, you know and we'll see what happens. We
3: haven't seen Demarius Thomas in a couple years, though, because he hasn't had a quarterback. And so yeah, the Broncos haven't been We, we don't yet. know if he's actually declined or yeah. if he's just in a bad situation. So maybe this will put him and tell us what Demarius Thomas is like.
2: Exactly. Regressing back to the NBA playoffs. Game three of this series, the Warriors and the Clippers, goes back to L.A. Will happen Thursday, April 18th at 10.30 p.m. on TNT. Going back to the... Playoff
1: race. I really the, hope the Clippers take them seven. They won't. i, th- I, th- I Don't think, get your hopes up. I, I know. Think, I know you. You're into magic, but I think that's the type of wake up call the Warriors need. It's not gonna been, happen. Them being taken. The need, seven. They don't games, need a wake they, up call. We it. want them out. Yes, they do. We <laughs>
2: want them out. We don't want them seeing, seeing the Clippers change. win. Would be cool too. Yeah, that, that that'd be, be gonna really happen. Cool. It's not gonna happen. Anyways, the four or five matchup, out west, <laughs> the, the stare Malik gave Joe was just epic. Um. Houston hosting Utah. Houston demolished the Jazz 122 to 90. Everyone's talking about how the Pistons got ran off the court. They did. But so did the Utah Jazz. i try to ignore the fact. So did the Utah it, Jazz. Come on. It they did, it's a, they lost by all, the equivalent.
1: They're, they're blowouts, but the that it doesn't compare to that Pistons loss. It does not compare. That soul-sucking depressing Did you Pistons watch the Houston loss. Jazz game? Yes. That wasn't Malik, that wasn't a soul Malik. Houston is the I mean, Utah is a good playoff, a a real. Milwaukee
2: real is team. a playoff team. Milwaukee is a real playoff team. They're the one team, the only team in the NBA that won sixty games. But the Pistons made it even worse with the MVP and the Coach of the
1: Year? The Pistons made it even worse, didn't they? They didn't have Blake. They Griffin. made it look tentative. Without Blake Griffin, they should be a semblance of a team. They they're barely a team without Blake Griffin. <laughs> moving on,
2: moving on. Game two of this series will take place. Tomorrow night at 9.30 p.m., that one's going to be on TNT. Again, we'll give our preview at the end of the show, uh, kind of just recapping everything we missed as a show once the playoff started. Uh, the 3-6 matchup out west, uh, Portland hosting Oklahoma City. It was a really good game one. Uh, they play game two tonight on TNT. That's the second game of the night. Um, Portland won 104-99. to 99. Damian Lillard and Russell Westbrook, that rivalry. Has gotten a lot of buzz heading into the series, and it really kinda showed a little bit. Damian Lillard had aggressiveness to him, a business like demeanor to him. Started the game with a thirty-five footer, ended the game with a thirty footer. This is gonna be a series that I could see be close every single game and go seven. What do you guys think?
1: I, I think this then Portland getting that game one was the most important thing they could have done in these playoffs. Because they got ran off the court last year? They, they've won 10 straight playoff games. They've been swept back-to-back back years in the playoffs. You mean they lo- they've, they've lost, lost, 10, 10. Straight, lost 10 straight? Yeah, they've they lost 10 straight playoff games. And Damian Lillard has been a big reason why they haven't been winning games. He's been very small once they got to the playoffs. They've only had a few guys show up. Him having a first game like this is showing that he he's really growing. He's matured. He's not stepping down. When he gets his opportunities, when he gets openings, he's not waiting. Russell Westbrook kept leaning off of him. Russell Westbrook should know you can't lean off of Dame Lillard no matter how far away the shot is because Dame has that type of range. Whenever he got his opportunity, he took the shot. He was confident. Ennis Cantor. I tried, t- I tried to tell you guys. Okay,
2: to be fair, yeah, he had 20 and 18. His defense was atrocious.
1: But guess what? That dude gave up in a the bucket words, every single time. In the words of Charles Barkley, when you put up 20 and 18 and you play like that, defense, that can suffice. <laughs> when, you, when you play like that, the, the defense, that's, hey, that's all right. They won, That's fine. but
2: I think there's some red flags being shown by having Ennis Cantor as your starting center. Oh, yeah.
1: If he doesn't play great, the defense is going to be a problem. That's, exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. He had 20 and yeah. 18, and that was just enough to overshadow <laughs> his
2: epically bad Fantastic defense. Fantastic.
1: But
3: it's not like Steven Adams is this great offensive center himself. So, but he's I mean, a
2: great defensive center. Right.
3: And Ennis Cantor is a good really, offensive yeah, really center. Good so
2: offensive. Ennis Cantor is a good offensive center, a horrendous defensive center. Stephen Adams is a great defensive center okay and off. an okay offense. Balances out differently.
1: But guess what? Anus Cantor was on Jeremy Grant a lot and Anus Cantor. Took That's a, true. Yeah. Those pick and rolls, switching up the matchups. Terry Stotts did a really good job yep. coaching that first game.
2: Uh, the 2-7 matchup out west, Denver and San Antonio. For myself going in, I know we're going to break it down a little bit more. I had Denver on upset alert. San Antonio, they it's pop. You can't, and I think this is on, this might be Pops last year as well
1: that's that's controversial because
2: i think it might be why is it controversial
1: i haven't heard any word of this that how do here. you think
2: pop's gonna want to go out quietly literally be like all right i'm done that's you think, how pop's you think gonna if he
1: just wins one series and then gets i think the regar- second round, he's
2: done I, no no i think regardless he's done no matter what i think he's done that, that, i'm just that's saying a big statement <laughs> that, that's pop, my, is, pop is done that's my tyson cut take for the day pop is done after the season but Denver has no playoff experience with this group. Yes. They had great regular season success, but it's going to take them some time to adjust to this style of play. And this level of this atmosphere that they're playing in. Will it be enough? Will they adjust in time before San Antonio takes it? That's what we'll see. But it was a close game. Derek white had a fantastic game for the Spurs. He
1: bodied Paul Millsap. Yeah. That was the
2: big, that was the freeze
1: frame from that game. Um, Anything else that you guys see from game one? Just typical Spurs, honestly. No matter what seed they have, you cannot take them lightly because they'll always have got guys that have been there. They'll always have young guys that are ready to produce because Pop will have them ready to produce. And like you said, Pop, you can never count out Pop. He's he, He'll always, Damn. his guys will know what they're doing and they won't be afraid of the moment. Uh, there, there will be times where he won't always have the most talent which is why he hasn't had really, really great teams the past few years. But those they, those guys know the system. They play hard. They play really good defense. They know what they're doing.
3: Well, they just did a piece on ESPN about uh, Popovich and talking about how he drafts his players. And Derek White is an undrafted, uh, formerly Division II college player. He transferred to Colorado, and Pop barely knows to the guys finish they draft his career. <laughs> and you know. The, the relationship between R.C. Buford and Greg Popovich is so interesting to me because R.C. typically makes all the moves, and he's just like, Pop, I know you can do something with these guys. Uh, here you go. And Pop's like, who in the world are these guys? Exactly. <laughs> and then he actually makes something of them, and that's how, it, that's how it's worked for a long time now. And we saw it again. Derek White had a great first game. I expect this one to probably go six or seven just because the talent level that Denver has and the depth that they have on their team, I feel like has to get going at some point. Um but yeah the just the tenacity of a Spurs team is always something you gotta be careful of.
2: Let's move out east.
1: I say Spurs and six.
2: We're not gonna make predictions yet, Malik. Okay. Get it together. I forgot we weren't making predictions. Get it together, together. Malik. Just kidding. Sorry. I'm wearing an Indian shirt. I can't say anything. Um game one. Out east. Oh, we gotta break this one down. there's nothing really to break down. Bucks dismantling Pistons got smoked. Our Detroit Pistons. They were down fifteen to four in the first two minutes, and that was as close as it got. I think it was more than smoke.
1: I, I think they there
2: should be a, there's a different. Yeah, smoke is understating it.
1: They they took they took the life out of them. Stared at the life of the Pistons and said, "Okay, you can keep living again, but we're just." Giannis gonna treat was
2: Thanis.
3: My dad and we're I now? were cheering that the Pistons didn't lose by forty. That's what that kind of game. They was.
2: almost lost. Yeah, it would have been if they lost. I think what was it? If it, they lost by forty-two, it would have been the biggest loss in franchise history.
1: From the start, it was just a problem. That's, yeah, from was, the from the start. Uh,
3: if you guys watched or listened to the FS uh, Detroit um, Fox Sports televised, yeah, um, of that game,
2: <laughs> I actually didn't. It was I had
3: so a... funny in the post game. Greg Kelser was trying to say that you know the Pistons. You know they didn't come out flat. They didn't look like they were. <laughs> they were down twenty to four within two minutes. Yeah, Greg, yeah. what are we watching?
1: Listen, he-
3: like it was bad from the start. The Bucks had twenty points, I think, in five minutes of game time.
2: I mean, I told you guys before the series started, before we even got to the playoffs, the one team I didn't want the Pistons to face was Milwaukee. I said, every single game they played in Milwaukee, if they got momentum in the playoffs, they would lose by 20-plus. I would be shocked if they lost any game by less and than <laughs> And that was with Blake. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that was with Blake.
3: And it doesn't and help that, that, that Thonmaker decided to go on social media, and Andre Drummond decides to make a fool of himself on national television. Listen.
2: What did he do? What did he, how did he make a fool of himself?
3: So, I was totally okay with the flagrant foul. That's fine. First you of all, know? that
2: was not a flagrant two.
3: I, I, I somewhat agree. I that's a agree. playoff flagrant one. Um, if
2: Joel Embiid hits Jared Allen in the head with a just an elbow shiver and that's a flagrant one, come on, guys. What are we doing?
3: It, Andre needed to play the ball a little bit more. That was the only problem. But I like the hard foul. You don't, yeah. you don't let the best player on the floor well, well, yeah. get easy buckets. But with Andre as he's going out and waving to the crowd and he was shushing the crowd at times, like, come on, man. Don't go back to your old self. That's not what I want to see. Andre, Andre was the
2: only player giving a little bit of effort last night, or not last night, but the last game. No, I. Oh, agree. and Luke, I, I got to give Luke credit. I have to give Luke Conard the last game. Luke Kennard is yes, He's yes. Andre positive. gave effort, but Luke Kennard was the only positive from that game, along with Kyrie Thomas outscoring Kyle Lowry in Game One. Nice. But, um, he had 21 points, four for five from deep. Luke needs to play 35 minutes a game. He, I, regardless of his defensive liability. He's your, your whole team is a defensive liability. I was going to say,
3: we've said that all season long. Their whole team is a defensive liability, he's, he's so why only, does it even he's matter? only
1: semblance of offense outside of Blake and Reggie Jackson sometimes.
3: Yeah. Langston Galloway needs to start regressing his minutes. He hasn't looked good lately.
1: I'm, I'm fine with Langston's minutes.
2: you got to cut into Reggie's a little bit. Maybe put Bruce more at the point so he's mm-hmm. not counting I, on. Well, I haven't
3: I, been super impressed with Bruce recently. Just,
2: I'm just saying defensively. Yeah. Because Reggie can't stay in front of anybody,
3: and then Wayne Ellington has he struggled. Was cold. And he was ice. The problem with him is that, you know, when you got somebody that just chucks buckets, like whether he's missing or making, he's going to do it. So
1: you win some, you lose some. You know? I want to go off on the whole organiza- organization. Oh come right on, now, but it's not the time. Don't oh come on, they deserve every bit of it. We'll wait they until after the playoffs. How about bit.
2: how about this? We'll we'll give you a five minute segment after the playoffs. Sound like a plan?
1: Can I just say one thing? Sure. They had to use up an injury-prone star to be 41-41. and That's all I'll say for now. They had to use him up to to the last drop, to the point where he couldn't play in the playoffs, to barely get in. That's why I'll stop. Well, the injury wasn't because he's been used up. Let's clarify
2: that. He bumped knees, I believe, in the Orlando Magic game. He bumped knees with, I think it was Aaron Gordon, and that's where the knee issue came to to, uh, fruition.
1: But Um, he's, we all knew. But that's a freak, that's a freak injury. He's had injuries in the past. But I understand that, but. He gets, he gets injured easily.
2: But it wasn't that, oh, the Pistons drained every ounce of it. It wasn't that he bumped knees with somebody and he got the injury. It wasn't the Pistons put so much workload on him that he just couldn't control it.
1: It was bound to happen. I disagree with
2: that. I, I, I disagree with that. But. That's a
1: big reason why when, when we traded for him and it was the big contract. He no, was a, he was an injury prone star. But I'm just saying, I just it's that it was a freak. It wasn't, which means injuries happened when you, injuries just happened to him sometimes, and at the worst times, which was usually in the playoffs for the Clippers.
2: It's a real, it's a big bummer because Blake was at, had his best season of his I career. Appre-
1: he's the one thing I appreciate about this whole his thing.
2: mentality, his style of play. He,
1: yeah, he's the Blake's, he's Blake, the
2: only reason they were good. He's the only reason they were entertaining. Around, along with Luke, I, I, respect,
1: I respect Blake.
2: Blake will that's always the, have a positive out, this regardless of how people feel about the trade. People will recognize Blake and give him props for what he puts out on that court.
1: And Dwayne Casey was just given a bad team, so I can't get mad at him.
2: Dwayne Casey, honestly, I'm starting. To, I'm starting to really hate on Dwayne Casey. I'm, I'm it's not, a, not much you can do with this. team. I'm not hating on his Dwayne Casey, teams but I'm are, and his rotations.
3: I'm trying to figure out if like it's coming from above Dwayne Casey because in Toronto, he got all these young guys to get going. Like exactly. Dylan Wright and uh, Van Fleet and Norman Powell, and he, all these guys. He played
1: them even before they were completely ready. Right. He, he got them all
3: developed. Them. And now like we talk about it every week, Luke Kennard isn't getting playing time and he's producing. Yes. He's looked a little bit. He's shaky gotten at like times, 25
2: plus since the deadline though. He has been getting significant, right. A significant improvement since the deadline. He's
3: been been but getting boosted. The true young player
2: that has stolen Dwayne Casey's heart is Bruce Brown. Yeah,
3: and I don't really see it. If I'm, Bruce I'm, can develop some me. sort
2: of offensive game this off season, then
1: sh- hats off to you, Dwayne Casey. I think Casey. Bruce probably plays harder than. Oh, Bruce! Yeah, he, yeah. he plays hard. Bruce that's, is, that's uh, the thing. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's what Dwayne likes in him. But anyways, Pistons got smoked. Nothing really else to. To break breakdown there Andre wasn't suspended Blake says if it was his call he would have played in game one there's reports that Blake is out for the series by uh Yahoo's Vincent Goodwill who used to report for the Pistons back in their heyday uh that hasn't been confirmed by the Pistons Dwayne Casey still says it's day-to-day so we'll see sit him
1: for everything Blake did for that team he he deserves to sit out and watch that train wreck. yeah
3: don't I just say, like, at this point, don't give him the chance to aggravate it or something. Exactly. I, I don't know if it could really get worse, but... They, all like,
1: reports
2: say they the injury can't get worse through play.
3: Right, but I don't so know. So it's
2: all about pain and swellness. Knees
3: and things are always spooky, so I, I would just rather him sit. It's, it's not going to affect the team. Maybe we can get some development from these guys in these meaningful games.
2: I will say this. Blake Griffin was just this team like
3: are you a, back to the getting rid of reggie jackson oh yeah well, okay thank
1: him you. and andre can go no no, no
2: i was I, I got back to liking him again yeah now, i was still I but i was still on board with training him
3: okay
1: him and andre go they need to go package him they need to go i disagree with the andre part andre has value listen he won't in a couple years as long there will never be a team good enough to fit his needs There in a couple andre years Drummond Drummond will flourish on a very good team on on a on a average to below average team he will have rebounds that don't amount to anything that's it
3: in a couple of years people will realize Andre Drummond can't develop an offensive game and his value will go down significantly it is i feel like his his value is at its peak right now yes he's led the league in rebounding multiple times um like, people know what they're going to get out of Andre night in and night out.
2: First player since Moses Malone averaged 15-plus rebounds in a season. Exactly. That's fantastic. But, he, but he
3: doesn't make an impact, a big enough impact, exactly, for what Detroit needs.
1: He's not if, the type of center they need.
3: If Reggie Jackson was playing better, and man, pray that he doesn't. Um, <laughs> but if he was playing... So, like, your guys' liking, <laughs> apparently, circa last playoffs. The one season he had. The one yeah. season that he had that you guys admit to say that he was good. You can um, you have to admit it, too. That if, if it was that Reggie and Blake, I'd, I'd probably be okay with Andre. He'd but probably the, have more of an impact. But at the state that the Pistons are in right now, he has good value still. And I think that's why you need to move him. But they won't.
2: We'll talk about this that's in the, the problem
1: season. They're terrified to do it.
2: No, Gorse doesn't want to. Yeah. I bet you, I guarantee he's, you, he's Stephon- I guarantee, I guarantee you, Stefanski has entertained the thought and it has had talks about trading him.
3: Andre is the face of the franchise, even even with Blake. No, he's just, just one of the fan now. favorites. I
2: think it's Gorse's favorite. Dr- uh, Blake is by far the face of the franchise. No,
3: yeah, I mean, I think it's shifting gears, but.
2: Yeah. Uh, game two takes place tomorrow night. It's on NBA TV, but you can catch it on Fox Sports Detroit. Over under twenty five. I say they lose by 22.
1: I can't wait to see the game, the first game in Detroit. I, I'm so interested. It'll be to a great ma- atmosphere. To see, to
2: see the turn. It will be. At, at, at the introduction, it'll be a great atmosphere. The <laughs> first five minutes of the game, it'll be a great <laughs> atmosphere.
3: Till Giannis
1: dunks the first basket of the game. You know,
2: it hurts me that my fellow Greek is just destroying my Fan,
1: team. Fans shouldn't show up for that. They, I they bought tickets
2: to, to game four. I bought them the day they went. I went. I bought them at the pre-sale.
1: So, next series.
2: uh, 4-5 <laughs> <Boston, laughs> matchup. Boston, Indiana. I think I'm, I'm really interested in this one just because of all the infighting in Boston. They won 84-74 to 74 in what was a blast from the past. That was a game. refreshing game. I, I like that. It. That's what I want to see. Not the 145-123 1, to 123 that Brooklyn and Philly played last night. I want 84-74. to 74 Some of those. Hard fouls. Some talking back. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Anyways, Boston came back and won that game 84-74. to I think Indiana can take this one, this series. Even after Boston won game one, I still think Indiana can take this series because I don't trust the Celtics to be consistent. They haven't been consistent all year. They've been a letdown all year. I don't trust them.
1: I still think they can make it to the finals. I've, I've said this before. It, in this series, Indiana, they showed in that first game. Indiana doesn't have, without Victor Oladipo, they don't have the consistent offense to really challenge that 74 was because of a drought of nobody can consistently score without Victor Oladipo. Celtics can still make the finals. They still can.
3: If the Pacers would have won game one, I would totally be on board that they could win the series because of the way the Celtics season has gone.
1: That first half I felt showing like, was impressive for the Pacers. Yeah,
3: I felt but, like yeah. as soon as the Celtics get that win, they get the monkey off their back.
1: As soon as the Celtics clicked in, Indiana had no chance.
3: This game still could go six or seven. series, But I, I think that the Celtics should
2: pull this out. Game two, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. TNT. Uh, what do we have next matchup is the 3-6 matchup. This is a really entertaining series. Brooklyn-Philly. Brooklyn won game one, stole it. D'Angelo Russell led that one. Joe Embiid played limited minutes because of his knee issue. He still played limited minutes last night as well. But Philly used a 51-point third quarter to take that game away. It was tied at 64 at half, I believe. This is another series I can see going seven. What did you guys see from game one and two?
1: Is this Of all series, this is the one that should go seven. Because these these are two teams. I think that, this one in the Portland OKC one. Yeah. I think Kenny Atkinson, even though Philadelphia has the talent to have a 51-point <laughs> quarter. So... That'll happen sometimes, but Kenny Atkinson is I think he's going to outcoach Brett Brown a few more games. Brooklyn isn't going to back down. I think Ben Simmons probably has another game of not doing much on offense, which he's only 20 right now, but isn't it insane that he he literally he has every gift except the ability to have touch and instincts on offense. It's insane to think that he has everything except that in today's NBA, which you need. But I, Brooklyn can win this series, and it should go seven. Because mm-hmm. when it goes to Brooklyn, I, I don't think, I don't think Philly is going to blow them out either, either game in Brooklyn. Joey,
3: yeah, I, I think Brooklyn definitely has a chance. They're going to need one other player though. Uh, D'Angelo Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie have been great. Harris Lavert was fantastic um, in Game One. Yeah. Rodius Crocs, right. their and, stretch uh,
2: forward, the rookie, he's been phenomenal this yeah.
3: year. Um, Joe Harris struggled in Game Two. That's another guy that I like to watch. Um, so if Levert and Harris can get going for the Nets, I think they're dangerous. But obviously the Sixers have a lot of weapons too. Uh, it'll probably depend on Embiid's health because that's a little bit of a question mark right now still. Um, but for them to bounce back the way they did in game two, I think was pretty big. And that also might lead the Sixers to just ending the series early.
2: Game three is Thursday, April 18th. I think that, yeah, my math's right there. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be an interesting one to watch. We'll give our predictions in a second here. Our last matchup to break down Toronto Orlando. The seven seeded Magic lead the series 1 0. The heroics of former Piston DJ Augustine. What could have happened if the Pistons would have finished seven?
3: Man.
2: Anybody got
1: torched much. by Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Lowry probably would have put up the. Mark Gasol is
3: on the Raptors, just so you know. He's a stretch five. Andre Drummond. Do you know what Kawhi would have done? Did you
2: see what Brooke Lopez did to Andre? Yeah. Brooke Lopez is a Piston killer, first of all. Um, But anyways, we're not talking about the Pistons. We're talking about Orlando and Toronto. They won that game 104-101. DJ Augustine hit the game-winning three. They play tonight on TNT. Tip-off is at 8 p.m. Is there a chance Orlando steals game two?
1: How Orlando won that first game still is... I don't I, understand that. It's, it's still... Kawhi it's was... Still insane. He I can, was in a, he I can was, tell he was you why. He was in a different zone. Oh, wait, wait,
2: wait. Quarter. Joe can tell us.
1: I he can tell you insane. exactly
3: why. Joe. Enlighten us. The Raptors didn't have Kyrie Thomas.
2: <laughs> Kyle Lowry scored zero points in
3: this game.
2: I want to know Lowry what Kyle Lowry zero. does prior to every game one. The dude doesn't show up. What do you... Okay, whatever you're doing before game one's, don't do that. Do the complete opposite.
1: I have a very non-realistic theory of what, why what, he's, what? he's... I think he may have sold his soul to be an all-star and a great regular season so player. So he can't win the playoff game. He sold his soul to be an all-star, but when it comes to the playoffs, it all falls apart. There. I'm not going to lie, I so like that theory. He, he'll, he'll take the all-star because he, before he was an all-star, he was just another... Average point guard.
3: He must like hang out with Tracy McGrady in the offseason or something. Oh boy. Tracy taking hey, but, shots. Yeah. Tracy McGrady is one of my favorite players boy. of all time, but he never got anything done in the playoffs. Never.
2: Man. No.
3: It's, it's unfortunate. True. Yeah. So- this is like, this is exciting though, because like even if Kyle Lowry has a good game tonight, uh for the Magic, Vucevic didn't have a very good game. Exactly. Uh Terrence Ross has come alive in the second half. He didn't have a very good game. And what's the?
1: Oh, what's their small they have some name? guys that what's their are small Aaron Gordon, the Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. Jonathan Isaac showed up in the clutch. yeah, he did. He's, I was so, he's he showing was, so much. Promise. He's improved a lot. He has lot.
2: grown so much from game one to game one of the playoffs. Like it's yeah. it's crazy.
3: They're making the outlook for this Magic franchise a lot better because
2: all they need is a really a point guard. They also
3: have and they got they got a good coach. They have Markel Fultz. There's a possibility.
2: Like I said, they need a point guard. Oh.
1: <laughs> oh
2: you can't really they do have
3: anything. Mo Bamba too though
2: I wonder what they do with that situation because they draft Mobamba. they still have Vooch
3: I think Mo I'm Bamba interested. turns into I mean I'm hoping a Biambo it turns into like a defensive guy
1: Biambo first off
3: the bench Biambo kind of deal that
1: has his, that has his moments on all but he
3: can stretch the floor Biombo. a little bit
1: why I do you keep say saying Biambo because that's Bismack <laughs> he's describing Bismack you uh,
3: better be better no, than that he's,
1: better than Bismarck Gambo.
3: Either way, this is going to be a good series. All right,
2: let's let's pre- let's preview this now. Since we've gone through all the games that we've missed, let's start our, doing our preview. Tur- Toronto, Orlando, who wins the series? How many
1: games? Toronto in five. <laughs> Joey. I can't wait. This is one we gotta series. we got to come to a group decision on I, this, too. I, I can, no, I'm saying Toronto in six. I can't wait to see the game in Orlando because I, I, I I've been waiting so one. long. It's going to gonna see be a good a atmosphere, I bet. Yeah. I can't wait to see that atmosphere. The fans that are just confused. Tracy McGrady I will
3: be there, game. but I'm sure. Oh, that's
1: a bad, that's a bad omen. He's a that is a bad
2: omen. He loves his Orlando. That's how Grant
1: Magic. Hill isn't there too. Anyways, Somebody might get injured. But yeah, I
2: got so you got Toronto in five Malik. I got yeah. Toronto in six. Joe Kawhi
1: Leonard is, in, is he's in a zone right now. I'll he's, give the
3: Orlando gonna... hope. I'll go Orlando in six.
2: Orlando in, in six. Six. We're,
3: we're picking. <laughs> oh, Toronto anyway. So. Okay.
2: Okay, <laughs> so we're pick, Jesus, so Tor- yeah. but we have to pick games too. So Toronto and six, you say as a group. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, I think Orlando could sneak another one. Like I said, I, they have some guys that can explode up. I hope
2: they get
1: another one at home.
2: Yeah, that'd be but good. I Let's go to uh, the three six matchup: Philly, Brooklyn.
1: I think Philly, Philly. I think because of their talent, they win it. But I, I think the Nets show all the promise they need to, to let people know we're serious. Brooklyn and seven. The next few years, nah, Philly. And what? Philly in. You said I, Philly in seven. I said You're this. I, I said they should go seven, but I, I'll, I'll go Philly in. Ooh.
3: Philly in five.
1: There, it is possible for them to go in five. I'm saying they Philly in six. Go, I, I was, I'm going six. Yeah, I'm going six. I don't think Brooklyn has enough yet, but they're going to show people they they're real.
2: Two or four, or five matchup: Boston, Indiana, Boston, Pacers in seven. I think this is going to be a. Sh- I think this is a series that really, a lot of people are just going through the hype of Boston and their talent base.
1: Who's who's gonna who's gonna put the points on the board for
2: Indiana? What's gonna happen? When they're both teams went through droughts. Don't
1: they did? Both teams went through droughts. When the Celtics click in, they can get to a hundred. When they Kyrie Irving in is they, in his own, they can get to hundred. If they were in
2: Indiana in Game One, Pacers win that game. If that game wins, in Indiana, Pacers win that
1: one. I still don't. I don't think so. What it, do you got? Celtics and. I'm going six. Celtics and six. Joe, you're decisive.
2: Going Celtics and four. Hoo-hoo! All right, we'll even that out. We'll say Celtics and five. Okay. Just, I want it on the record. I picked the Pacers and seven.
3: I feel like the Celtics hype has died down a little bit and they might elevate it back up right here.
2: We'll see. Uh, Milwaukee, Detroit. <laughs> I, in my, so I filled out a whole bunch. What's bra- the first West, my answer? So, so I, <laughs> Pistons in four. So I in my bracket, I gave the Pistons one game. Like before this season, or like on the show, I agree. I don't think the Pistons win a game, but I was like, I'll just be nice to my team. I'll give them a I'll give them a game. This is the biggest sweep we will see in the longest time. Bucks in four. Nobody else gets in. Pistons and four. Anything. Kyrie
1: Thomas averaging 30 a game.
2: All right, Malik says Pistons and four. I say Bucks in four. <laughs> I don't know how the heck the Pistons are going to win in four, but Pistons in three. <laughs>
1: Joey
3: Pistons in five. Luke Kennard <laughs> averages forty points. So Milwaukee, this series.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Milwaukee in four.
1: God, that's depressing. Man, if the
3: Pistons, I don't even know how. Like, I can't even figure out a scenario of how the Pistons win. Exactly.
1: Giannis getting hurt <laughs> is the only way they could possibly True. win the game. That's it. And Brooke uh, Lopez.
2: One eight matchup out west. Like, we, and and we, Middleton. We even. <laughs> The entire team. Uh Golden State and the Clippers. Warriors and six. Warriors and five.
3: Yeah, I agree. I I think they're gonna get their act together.
2: I think it was a that was a I honestly expected the Warriors to sweep, so one game was a lot.
3: I was giving the Clippers one game going into it, and the way that it happened, I feel like the Warriors are really gonna bring him hurting on them next next
1: game.
2: Four-five, Houston, Utah.
1: Houston is in such a zone right now. Okay, I They're understand. playing great defense. and They're back healthy. Is picking it up. Yeah, exactly. And they're healthy. I think I'm going Houston in five. I think Utah gets one at home, but Houston is on a different level right now. Utah got a bad matchup in the first round.
2: Houston in six.
3: Apparently, Patrick Beverly's advice to Jay Crowder didn't work. And <laughs> how to guard James Harden. Um, Yikes. Yeah, I'm going Rockets in five. He
1: doesn't have the intensity. Pat does. It's not yeah. the same. I, I do
3: think <clears> – <throat> like Donovan Mitchell maybe has a good game and uh kind of leads them to a win but other than that I don't see
2: it 3-6 Portland OKC
1: I think a lot of people are still going to take OKC in the season Thunder and 7 that's what I'm taking Interesting
3: I would like to see Portland win but man I can't see Paul George having another bad game like he did in the first game and for it to be that close without Paul George producing I feel like OKC is going to win, and probably in six. Unfortunately,
1: I think they're playing a, t- a style of basketball right now where, even with Paul George and Rush on, they just want everybody to shoot threes. Like they they, they just want everybody pulling, and that's I don't think that's going to work for them. Throughout Dennis the Schroeder, though
3: has been giving them twenty to thirty recently. So he
1: has, but I honestly, I think throughout the playoffs, I don't think that's going to work.
2: We haven't had a seven-game series. We haven't picked the seven-game series yet. I'm going Portland in seven. And I have OKC in seven. What do you have? He picked OKC. OKC in so. six. All right, so we're going OKC in seven. The thunder move on. OKC in seven is our pick.
3: There. Yeah, I, w- I would like to see Portland win, but...
2: Denver-San Antonio, our last first-round matchup. This was the team I had an upset alert. I picked the Spurs in six.
3: I'm going Denver in seven. I, I think they also... Once they, they'll figure it out. You think they hit their groove? Yeah, I I think they're, they have so much depth, and I feel like.
2: I think there's going to be one big, one big upset.
3: I just feel like the Spurs could go through a lull in their offense at times.
2: Actually, OKC's a pretty solid upset, too. 3
1: 6 I'll also go Denver in 7.
2: Oh my God, guys, come on. Trust in Pop.
1: This is the NBA. Trust in Pop. The past few years, pop, Pop has had. Solid teams. I didn't do much. You said in six? Seven.
3: Denver and seven. Both
1: Denver and seven? I yeah. always trust Pop, but his team isn't always great. All right.
2: Let's go back east. Milwaukee-Boston would be the matchup, the one for matchup. What do you think, Joe?
3: Well, the way Milwaukee is looking right now, and the way the Celtics are looking right now, I would say Milwaukee would have the edge. And I think Milwaukee could do it in five games.
2: I'm with Joe on that. Bucks in five. They look too good. They still have they still don't have Brogdon back in the rotation. Miritich just got back. They have so much firepower. They have the best offense around the best player in the NBA. Honestly, I could see him sweeping Boston. They're
3: they are slowly and they're like you said, Miritich I think, is a a big key because he's just starting to get minutes and he's gonna be a big factor for them as the postseason goes on. Malik. If you say Boston. And I mean, Brooke Lopez is back to like borderline all star level.
2: A, I mean, he has the rightfully so the nickname Splash Mountain. That dude just shoots bombs from three. Talking Milwaukee about the and seven. Milwaukee and seven. And you said in five too. So we'll take yeah. Bucks and five. Sorry,
1: right, I forgot that if Boston won the first round, they'd have Milwaukee second round.
2: Then we have Philly Toronto or yeah. Philly Toronto. So that would be the a matchup. This one's tough for me. This one's really tough. I think this one's going to go 7 for sure just because we don't know which team really wants it more. I'm saying Philly in 7.
3: I got Philly in 6.
1: Philly in 7.
3: Could you imagine if Jimmy Butler guards Kyle Lowry? He'll have 0 points the entire series.
2: He'll guard Kawhi. (laughs) The entire series. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Golden State-Houston, that would be the 1-4 matchup in the semis. That's going to be a really good one.
3: Rematch everybody Houston would like to
2: seven. see. Houston in seven. The comeback. I like it,
1: Malik. Last year, they were up 3-2, and then Chris Paul got hurt. They had all the momentum. Joe? Houston in seven. James Harden finally figures it out in the playoffs.
3: This, unfortunately, could be the best series of the playoffs. Um, uh, I think the Warriors go six. I, I, think, I think they figured the Rockets out. And they don't want to give them a chance this time.
2: I'm with Joey completely. I got Warriors in six. And then OKC Denver. That would be... So Denver would host that series as the two seed over the six seed. Malik, what do you see in that one?
1: Last year, Utah beat OKC because they were better. They were coached better and they had a better all over team. I mean, a better overall team. I think Denver has a better overall team. And I think Mike Malone is a better coach than Billy Donovan. Nuggets and six.
2: This Thunder team has a little bit of a chip to them. Russell Westbrook's playing a lot more under control than he did last year. Paul George was an MVP candidate for the bulk of the season Defensive player of the year. He's a front runner. Steven Adams still playing solid. No major injuries. Yes, Andre Roberson isn't playing, but they've kind of settled in without him. I like Dennis Schroeder off the bench. I think this is the year the Thunder get past the semis and go back to the Western Conference Finals. Give me the Thunder in seven.
3: Yeah, I think I'm going Thunder in seven as well. I'm not a big Thunder fan. But I love Paul George, and he's become a very clutch player for once in his career. And he's just playing out of his mind, I feel like, this year. I feel like him and Russ really have it clicking. And like Chris said, uh, having Schroeder play the way that he has, that was always my biggest question is their depth. And I feel like they've kind of proven it, and they've gotten some quality minutes out of guys like Jeremy Graham and Terrence Ferguson and stuff like that. So going OKC in seven.
2: Our Eastern Conference Finals matchup. I think I talked about this on the show. How it was destined, or maybe in our group chat, how I thought it was destined that the Bucks meet the Sixers in the conference finals, go seven games, and the Bucks go to the finals. Giannis Tentacumpo, the MVP. Bucks and
1: five.
2: The best offense, best coach. You got Bucks and five, Bucks and seven, Joe.
3: Bucks and five. I'm I'm going with Malik.
2: Golden State, OKC.
1: Golden State in six.
2: Golden State in five. (laughs) Golden State in four. Really? You don't think Russ gets a game?
3: Yeah, Golden State in four.
2: All right, so we'll save Warriors. Puts all the Thunder
3: hopes to nothing.
2: We'll put Warriors in five. So that leaves Golden State versus Milwaukee in our NBA Finals.
3: Chalk. The two one seeds.
1: (laughs) Chalk. Kevin Durant becomes a different player in the finals. Yeah, he he, he always
3: show, he
2: becomes a show himself.
3: He always steps up. <laughs> Before it's been LeBron.
1: This is Giannis's first final. This is the first time Milwaukee. If this ever was his second type time, if this is
2: the yeah, if this was Milwaukee's second time, second big run, I would be closer to picking them to make some noise. This is their first run. Give me the
1: Warriors in five. Yeah. I think this is the Warriors' last championship also. I do, too,
2: because Kevin Durant's going to New York. I think that's a done deal, to be honest with you guys.
3: I mean, we've seen what Kevin Durant could do to LeBron. Best player in the league. Now Giannis is uh, arguably one of the best players in the league.
2: Giannis is the best player in the league. Mm. Okay, top two. Top three. Mm. Top three. KD, Harden, Giannis.
3: All right. Um, And I just think that KD just likes to assert himself in the finals and then i don't know what the heck the bucks do with clay thompson or steph curry like they don't really have anything for it like yeah Bledsoe is a gritty guy he's a little bit bigger so he can kind of shove steph curry a little bit but we've seen steph curry has gotten really good at being able to like he's bulked up himself and exactly. he's has been able to he's handle himself finisher. yeah
2: the warriors have a lot to contain themselves with, though, with guarding the Bucks' three-point line. They're one of the best three-point shooting te- teams in the NBA. They shoot it at a high clip. George Hill is their backup point guard, would be a better starting point guard for the Detroit Pistons, and he's their third-string point guard when Brogdon comes back.
3: But the Warriors also have Sean Livingston, who's been there Shawn's multiple been a
2: times. Sean sh- hasn't been good this year.
3: But ju- just putting that matchup, he can guard one versus four.
1: George, George doesn't dominate that in any way.
3: Right. Yeah. And then they have Quinn Cook, who's been
1: I think the a
2: spark Bucks, plug at times. I think the Bucks are the best matchup out from the East for the Warriors. I just think it's the playoff experience that gets a hold of them.
1: I think Iguodala takes one of their key players out.
2: See, I think you're putting too much trust in Iggy because he's getting old, man. <laughs>
1: Come on, don't he's just, old as man. a defender. He's still top. Okay, top. I understand. He's still fan. This day
2: and
3: age of technology, Especially if you put and him on a player like Chris, Middleton, nutrition and all that, that guy looks
1: exactly. He He looks 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 better than some rookies in the NBA.
3: And we know how the Warriors like to kind of... Some a lot. The Warriors like ease their guys as the playoff goes on. We've seen Sean Livingston do it multiple times. No boogie though. steps up all of a sudden. I mean, Brooke Lopez would have been a problem for the Warriors no matter what. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like the one matchup that the Bucs maybe are winning. And Andrew Bogut's a better defender, so that helps them out.
2: So we got Warriors in five? Sound like a plan? Joe yeah. wants to say Warriors in four. The last ride. I kind of do, do,
3: to be honest. The very
1: last ride. Very last ride. But I, I assume
3: that Giannis will have one breakout game at least. The
1: Warriors get three championships. Stephen and Clay, they got three rings.
3: The Warriors are going to have money. I wouldn't just count them out right away yet. After
1: the season, even. They're still going to be a really good team. Right.
2: Well, that's our playoff preview. We'll keep... You guys up to date throughout the playoffs? That's going to be kind of all we talk about for the most part. We have the NFL draft next week, right? We're going to do starts April twenty fifth. April twenty fifth, we are going to do a little bit. We're going to do a mock draft up until the Lions pick, and we'll probably sum up a bunch of different storylines. There's always a bunch of trades, a bunch of action that happens for the NFL draft. Anything else you guys want to touch on? I I I think there was a golf match that happened. This wow, oh,
1: there was a man named Eldrick. Uh, oh, Eldrick uh, that he, he, uh, he, he did something that he hasn't done in a long time. He got, he, he got another green suit jacket.
3: Who's Eldrick?
1: Eldrick. Oh, uh, he, he's just, he's, he's, this dude that, uh, got, he got into a big, a very big controversial thing with his wife and the, everybody okay. blew it up and you know, he lost his endorsements, but he, Eldrick is back. But let's Eldrick talk about, is back.
3: I want to talk about the masters as a whole, like. Taking Tiger even out of the equation, Eldrick. I I don't <laughs> I don't watch like a lot of golf. I'm not going to pretend like I do. But Nobody I, I, watches a lot of golf. I watch all the majors at least, and this was just one of the most exciting weekends of golf that I've watched, well, probably my lifetime. The whole field was like within a couple strokes yeah. of each other, and then just even the drama with um, a lot of guys hitting it into the water on hole 12, I think it was. And then everybody's starting to realize, Tiger can do this. And, like, that drama building up, and it's one of the greatest sports comebacks of all time. It might the, be the greatest. It could be, yeah, argued, it could easily be. argued.
2: Um, the Clippers have something to say about that.
3: Yeah. If Zion goes back to Duke, he <laughs> has something is, to say.
2: This is a comeback of unbelievable LeBron, nonsensical LeBron has something to say about that. The 3-1 you know, comeback. I mean, that, to be fair, that's one of the greatest comebacks in sports history. Yeah. Tiger Woods. But, and and okay, whether Okay, Malik. Whether you like uh, Tiger as a on. person or uh, not. Oh, that's here. That's what I want to find out here real quick. Malik, Tiger Woods. Are lost. you a Tiger fanboy? Oh, uh, no. Okay.
1: He just no. talked
3: about like his his issues. Oh.
2: And enough. I think Well, he can be a fanboy. You can still be a fanboy and have know about his issues. Nah, I
1: don't think so. I'm not so. a fanboy at all. I just his story is out of this world. Continue, I
2: I cut you off. Go. There's
1: nobody no I've nobody no analyst, no person ever thought tiger would win another major tournament, let alone the masters he's had he's even said he considered quitting golf because he said of that his two bike, years ago right yeah, I think he said that two years ago two years ago at
3: his at the champions yeah. dinner, he said that he didn't think he could play anymore
1: he has to wake up at like four in the morning and stretch for three hours just to get going and consider golfing then you put in the losing the endorsements. And all the other craziness, all of that, you get to the Masters and people just get back into the palm of your hands. And it's, 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 a, it's an insane story. He
3: tore his Achilles. He sprained his MCL.
1: Experimental he, back surgery.
3: Like multiple back surgeries.
1: And then you end it with the the video of him hugging his son compared to with Tiger and his dad. It's all, it's, a, it's, a, it's a movie. To be fair. It he, is a movie. He, tiger.
2: Nah, I'm not going to get into it. It's a movie, Do it, man. Go for it. Tiger let his son just walk by himself for I, I a agree. bunch totally, of it.
3: And I, I totally just thought agree. it was
1: a terrible
2: visual.
3: It was visual. weird. It, it was, was so weird. weird.
1: It when was... Tiger's in the zone, nothing. Okay, come nothing on. Matters. Stop it with that one. Tiger has an ego. Yeah, he definitely always, does. When Tiger is in his zone, no, nothing else matters. Yeah. When it's all over, of course, you embrace your love. And that's ones. why he got into when some you're trouble. In the, when you're in the heat of the moment. Oh, my God. Go stand over there, son.
2: Whoa-hoo! Oh, <laughs> before the show. You talked about how you have a Tysic hot take. So the Tysic hot take of the day is going to Malik. Did you forget about what your hot take was?
1: My hot take was, I've, I've had a hard time describing it. So in simple terms, I think the Lakers and Pistons are very, very similar right now. Very incredibly similar. How so? The only difference is the Lakers are a legendary franchise that can swing a superstar every five or six years. They have LeBron. But besides that, what's the plan? What's what's the the goal is hey, we have LeBron, let's win a championship. Like I said, they jump in and out of ideas. Not even plans. They jump in and out of ideas every five minutes. There there's there's nothing to look forward to as a Lakers fan. Nothing. Once LeBron is gone, what's 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 there? I don't like have Lonzo. No leadership, no plan. And Kuzma. We really don't have and they Ingram. do, but guess what? They and had a, Josh Hart. They they had a plan a few years ago. And LeBron, In building yeah. up the young guys. But then guess what? Oh, we're the Lakers. We can get LeBron. Forget the young guys. Oh, LeBron's interested not, in the Lakers. There's no young guy plan anymore. It's okay. We have young guys. Cool, but LeBron. You know what's crazy? This is totally the Pistons. Bad. We have Blake. We look. Do. Look, we have a star. Where's well, look at that market.
3: superstar? <laughs>
1: It's crazy that
2: LeBron really did want to go and this is totally kinda of, this is a little bit sidetracked from what you're saying, but LeBron really wanted to go to New York. But that franchise was even in worse shape than LA at the time. So he went to LA. He wanted to go to New York. Now it's KD an odd that's, basketball. That's man. why KD. KD is wants to be LeBron so bad. Can we agree on that? No. I don't
1: think so. KD just wants to be liked. That's, that's all Kevin You're Durant right. Wants. You're
2: actually right. LeBron
1: would never have a burner account. Kevin Durant wants to be liked. What if LeBron did have a burner account?
3: What if everybody declines being in Space Jam 2?
1: There are, also, there are already people declining Giannis to be in Space Giannis Space was, Jam was the first one.
3: That was pretty funny. Yeah. But, I mean, he's got his banana boat brothers that could be in it.
1: True. How about all of them showing up to Dwayne Wade's last game? That was sweet. That was so cool. Oh, that was so sweet, Carmelo, guys. Carme- so sweet. Carmelo hey. almost shooting a jumper off the sidelines.
3: But... Dirt got Charles Barkley, Scottie Pippen, and Larry Bird at his game. He's a
2: legend. Views from the sideline April 16th. That'll do it for the show. We will see you guys next time. Go Indians.
3: No more
0: Cleveland.
1: The Pistons are a joke. Magic in four.